0: Hi there. Welcome to Finding Space with Alex Tyson, the show that celebrates the everyday legends who put in the hard work to become who they want to be and live the life they want to live. For people who understand that when we practice compassion and find wisdom within ourselves, we find success and happiness. Join me in hearing amazing stories from everyday individuals who have found incredible personal and professional growth through varied and, at times, wild methods of self-improvement and self-responsibility and through their unique perspectives and work, have gone on to better the lives of those around them. From nurturing health to growing your wealth, or enjoying the present to crafting your future, no aspect of life is off-topic. Resilience. An ability to recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change. Do you have resilience? What's going on in your life right now that's just getting you down? If we look hard enough, there's often somewhere where we perhaps have let ourselves down, given up, stopped trying perhaps. Why is that? Resilience for me as defined at the start of this podcast is the ability for us to keep getting up even when things aren't going our way. It's the ability for us to keep trying in the midst of serious adversity. And it's fucking hard. To be resilient sometimes just feels impossible, right? It's just like, no, I'm done. And in our health, sometimes that's the area where we need the most resilience. We're living in a world where our body's needs and the needs which, when met to make us healthy, aren't being met. Popular culture, Western culture, whatever you call it, the fact is there's more McDonald's than there is fruit stores. And so generally, across the population, our health goes downhill. There's now four and a half million Australians diagnosed with arthritis or fibromyalgia. Four and a half million. And that's just the ones that are diagnosed. One in four people over 50 will die from cardiovascular disease That's not dying from normal ways of dying. That's dying from cardiovascular disease, one in four over the age of 50. So the world we're living in and the choices that we are making oftentimes unconsciously don't lead us to good health. And so when our health starts to fail on us, the ability to be resilient is critical. As we go from one doctor to another, one health expert to a guru. We try this diet, doesn't work. Try those vitamins, kind of works. Get told one thing doesn't feel right, try something else. It all gets pretty hard pretty quickly. Self-doubt creeps in and it's easy to give up. It's easy to just say, ah, you know what? This life's meant to be lived, so I'm just going to enjoy it as an excuse to not address what's really going on. A high level of health, vitality, whatever you call it, it's possible for all of us. However, sometimes we need to be resilient as we work through trying to find what the solution for us is because it's different for everyone. What I preach about sometimes on this podcast may not be the best thing for you and vice versa. But having that strength to move through those hard moments when we get told something that is actually not the solution. We find that out and then we're at rock bottom, it feels like. To keep going in those moments and to continue to strive, knowing that there's a higher level of vitality out there, that's resilience. In today's episode, resilience gets explored. I talk with Tegan Martin, who dealt with some pretty debilitating, health challenges in her early 20s. And what stood out for me from this interview was her resilience, her ability to keep going when she was not getting the right answers from the system, if you will. And so if you take nothing else from this podcast, take that. You are strong. You can work through this. And it's not just health related. I'm sure there's something else in your life that Some resilience could be used as an antidote for at the moment, right? Maybe it's a family challenge, maybe it's financial, whatever it might be. You have the strength. It's a great quote by Paul Farini, and that is the test will not show itself until you are strong enough to pass the test. So, whatever's happening for you right now, you got this. You can figure out a way forward or feel a way forward, whether you're using your mind or your heart. It wouldn't be showing up if you couldn't work through it and become stronger for it. Today I'm speaking with Tegan Martin. Tegan Martin is a TV presenter for the 7 Flicks show, Natural Living, where she explores health companies and brands who have deep integrity and who help clients work towards higher levels of health. I mean, what a purpose for a TV show. Tegan Martin is an ex Miss Universe Australia and had to put her health as a top priority after suffering from severe fatigue and gut issues in her early twenties. In today's episode, we explore the resilience Tegan needed to employ when going from one doctor to another, trying to resolve her health issues. The tools she uses to optimize her health each day, the important role meditation plays in her daily health rituals and a simple way to start meditating. And lastly, we discuss a bit on manifestation towards any goals you might have. This is a lovely high vibe podcast, and I know you'll crave more of Tegan's energy after listening to the interview. This episode of Finding Space with Alex Tyson is brought to you by Found Space. Make your home a place of wellness to live a long and healthy life. Visit foundspace.com.au for more information. And so I give you Tegan Martin. Egan Martin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here.
1: Oh, thanks, Alex. I've been waiting for this one.
0: Yeah, me too. It's nice to have a conversation like you said, that's perhaps a bit different to the conversations you're normally having yeah. in your kind of career. Um, and when we initially kind of met, I guess, and, and connected, I really liked that, as I think is the case with a lot of us, like there's this outside kind of, I guess, not mask, but there's this outside appearance that we have, right? And, and quite literally in the modeling industry, you have an outside appearance. And then yet where you dig a little bit deeper, you find that you kind of, everyone's going through some shit right? and dealing with some things. And you have most certainly been going through some, some stuff. And I'm looking forward to unpacking a bit of that today with you.
1: Yeah, thank you. I um I feel like we have no issues talking and and you're very good at holding the space. So I think this is uh we're going to go pretty deep here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I mean, well, let's let's get straight into it. You you present really well. You look great. However, you've been going through some things with your health to get to this point. And tell me a bit more about that. Where did it all start?
1: Yeah, so I guess you kind of need to take it back to your childhood, don't you? Because I feel like, you know, our health is is so much a, it's a residual result of the past. You know, how we feel now is not necessarily a result of what we're doing now. Growing up, I, I really didn't have the healthiest childhood, not because my parents, you know, would were, were trying to do wrong by me, but simply because they didn't have the education around food and and wellness that we are privy to now. So you know I, I was often on antibiotics for an ear infection nor um I was you know coming home a little bit later on after school um and I would make myself some easy mac. I remember that being my my daily afternoon. it was either nachos or easy mac. so not many nutrients there, alex <laughs> uh, <laughs> And um, that sort of that diet and that that culture of you know play basketball and then have McDonald's after that mm-hmm. that lasted throughout you know pretty much until I was around nineteen twenty, and when I started modelling, I started eating a little bit healthier, but it was for all the wrong reasons. It was for the fact that my agent often wanted me to get my measurements down. So very unhealthy relationship with food. And not for any other reason than I just didn't have the right people in my corner um, who knew enough about it. And then for me, my I remember my very first health issue popping up around 19. It was some gut issues. Uh, couldn't Couldn't go to the toilet, like severe constipation. Sorry if that's too much information, but that's how it all began for me. And and you know, if if that's happening to anyone else out there, then it's a, it's a sign maybe that that. You might need to start looking at your health a little more closely. So, what started as gut issues turned into some very, very debilitating fatigue. And after visiting doctor after doctor after doctor with no answers, um, it took me a couple of years to find one who did give me some. So, yeah, it's it's a bit of a blur to be honest, because. It, it didn't happen. It feels like it happened quickly, but actually it was a real slow burn. It was the gut and then it was some skin stuff. And then, you know, there were so many things going on. It, it doesn't happen overnight, the decline of your health.
0: Yeah, I this bloody culture that we grow up in, man, it's like, and it's no problem of our, of our parents or the people who bring us up. They're also just living in this culture. Yeah. You know, I remember once I was... I was fresh out of, of fasting. I think I'd fasted like three or four months prior and I was driving from Melbourne to Sydney. It's like 1,000 Ks, right? And all you see on that drive is petrol and fast food, mm-hmm. right? And and coffee, right? And I'm just like, man, like what weird world are we living in where to get 1,000 Ks in a day, the only options that are easily accessible uh drastically processed dead food. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like where's the where's the fruit, guys? Come on. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like yeah.
0: where where is where are the whole foods? Like it just it's just doesn't you physically exist.
1: have to stop at a farm, Alex, and, and pick <laughs> some apples off someone's tree.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like or, or get your bulk food the day before. Like mm. we and you, you really have to be prepared. And if you're not, then you you ha- you're forced to make pretty challenging choices. But it's just this culture that we're in where, like, we're not living in, in an environment that is suitable for health and wellness. Like, no. we're just, you got to go seeking it, you know?
1: It's really interesting you say that because I've never had any, you know, ill feelings towards my parents for the way I, you know, was eating and what I, and, you know, the fact that I was drinking, you know, three glasses of processed orange juice every day because right. they really didn't know any better. And, the food has become so much more processed than it was when they were young. So really, we're just accessing what we can because I guess we, we think that, 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 that everyone has our best interests at heart. But <laughs> unfortunately, um, you know, that's not the case. And we really do need to, to look out for our own health and, and educate ourselves on, on what's in our food.
0: Mm. And in many ways, what happened to you when you started having gut issues was a blessing. Right. Because you were forced to, to deal with something and learn about, you know, all of these things, which otherwise may have been another 20 years before you were forced to because some negative catalyst comes along in your life and you, you have to do something because otherwise, you know, it's a pretty bad sentence, whatever that might be, you know. So yeah. actually having that happen early is a real blessing.
1: Yeah, I've always looked at it that way, Alex. I think when I was in my early 20s suffering with the fatigue, um, which, you know, the doctor at one point said, you know, we've looked at everything we can. Your blood's aren't showing anything, you know, that's relating to any other illness. and, And basically the diagnosis you get when they've uh, looked at everything else, and it's like a process of elimination. After six to twelve months, they give you that label. I've never liked to sit with that label because I think you know sp- fatigue is such a spectrum, and and it's been sort of up and down over the years. I've gotten better, and then I've gotten worse, and it's been so conducive to how I'm treating my body uh, at the time. Um, but I've never been angry or upset that it happened to me, except for when I was in the trenches. Mm. Uh, Now I'm just so grateful that I was forced to be exposed to looking at this sort of stuff at such a young age because it's actually led me to my passion. And now I'm actually, I'm I'm even studying in that space. So, yeah, it's 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 actually a blessing um, in hindsight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. How did you manage like fatigue? symptoms and i guess ill health at that time when also you were you know growing in your modeling career and and having mm. success in that space because one thing I, I i've often said over the years is like you know sometimes you see those people i'm i'm getting a bit judgy here but you know sometimes <laughs> you see like there'll be some like Nutritional expert or something on 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 YouTube or whatever, and they'll be talking about some you know particular you know sulfur or something really specific, you know, and and all the benefits and whatnot. And you're looking at this guy, and it's like, well, dude, whatever you're doing clearly ain't working, man, because you <laughs> you don't look well at all. Yeah. And I say that because for me, that the one of the real ways to tell if someone is in a really vibrant, and healthy state is the way that they look, right? And when you're not. When you're not taking the steps towards a healthy lifestyle, you don't present with that glowing like mm. infectious energy. Mm. You know, so I'm curious like how did you kind of manage that when you were suffering all this fatigue but then also needing to go and present and look amazing for the cameras? Mm
1: there were some people in my life like it was it was really important that i was transparent with everyone i was working with so when it really started to hit me hard i was still miss universe australia so i was still in my contract with the miss universe australia organization and i had to tell my director that i was not coping with the with the workload i think with the opportunities that miss universe australia presents you can Make of it what you will. You know, the sky is the limit. If you want to be, you know, be at everything and network and do as much as you can in that year to to really capitalize on that platform, you can. Uh, I always felt that I got a little bit robbed of that year because I I wasn't able to fulfill all of my commitments. I did sort of the bare minimum in the contract, uh, and then I would go to things if I had the energy, and I would maybe go to something, and then I used it used to. I can't remember. I think it was a naturopath or something, told me that I needed to think of it as if I had spoons, right? Um, and so if I had five spoons in total for my energy and I'd used four by going out that night to an event, then you know, I was gonna be in the negative spoons the next day. I can't remember why she used this. Yeah, it's this a particularly analogy interesting spoons. analogy I there. Think, I think it I think it is like a they call people with like a, a fatigue issues, spoonies. I, I don't know. It's this whole thing, but okay. she basically used to say like, you're in, you've got negative spoons tomorrow because you've done this today. So now you have to, you know, you've got to recharge until you've got those five spoons again. And so mm. this is really shit. I can we delete this.
0: <laughs> no, no, I like the spoons. It's it's very, it's very odd. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it was just, I think I've explained the analogy wrong. But anyway, I, it, it really got my head around the fact that if I was going into the negatives with my with my energy, then I was really going to have to have the time and the the, the resting opportunity over the next few days to catch up on what I had done to my my body. Mm-hmm. I could not keep up with a normal nine to five schedule throughout mm-hmm. that time, and I'm really fortunate that you know, I was working in an industry where I was able to financially be okay by not working full-time hours. So, Mm. there was a lot of sleeping going on and there was a lot of guilt kicking in around that time. Um, I had a beautiful partner at the time who would come home from a long day of work and, you know, he'd be like, are you okay? You know, why are you still in your pajamas? and I'd been sleeping all afternoon because I'd wow. had to go out two hours that morning. it was it was awful and I, I didn't want to speak to too many people about it at the time because I was embarrassed, which mm. makes me really sad to think about now. but yeah, when you're a young girl and everyone else is out partying and you know living their best lives, uh, and you're you're missing out on so much um, growth, an opportunity, it's it's a loss of
0: identity, really. Mm, mm. Man, that that old bugger of guilt just is always hovering in the background. You Which know? is the
1: worst vibration when you're <laughs> trying to heal your body. Like vibrating on the guilt emotion <laughs> is not where you want to be when you want to be be healing your body.
0: Yeah, and like we just beat ourselves up about these things for no reason, you know, instead of having that. That acceptance and that forgiveness to ourselves, you know, oh, this is where I'm at. It's okay. I may not see the path forward right now, but I'll be all right. I'll get there.
1: Yeah, I think it would be would have been a lot easier if I had have had some more life experience before it happened to me. But I, I was so young, and I, yeah, I, I, I probably was not managing it in the best way. Like I, I, w- I wouldn't give up. I just pushed through. I'd have eight coffees a day some days on set of Celebrity Apprentice to try and keep wow. myself going. Like yeah. uh, I just didn't want to, to have to surrender to what was, what was happening to me. It was like I was too stubborn. I've always been stubborn, but I went through a really stubborn phase there where <laughs> I was like I will keep up with everyone.
0: Mm.
1: Um, but, yeah, just it just wasn't possible.
0: How do you like, do you still keep that, that mentality of energy consumption, if you will, in your mm. mind? So, like, when you're planning your days out now, you're like, okay, look, I'm, I know I'm going to be going hard that day. So, the following day, I can't go hard again. Otherwise, I'm depleting myself.
1: Look. If, if you' if we're bringing late nights and and alcohol and partying into the picture, absolutely. That's mm. for me. I still notice that I don't quite recover the same as some of my friends the next day. It can be hard for me, which is why I, I'm not a big drinker. Not so much day to day. I feel really I'm feeling really great particularly at the moment, but I do I do have to with my exercise a little bit as well. like if I'm going to do a high intensity, you know, airlocker workout in altitude and I'm doing like that high, like CrossFit training, then I'm not going to do that the next day like some people yeah. may. Yeah. Um, and I just think that that can be, you know, sometimes just women. I think sometimes we need to be so much more in tune with our, you know, with our hormones and our cycle. And um, so I'm not, I don't know what to put that down to. I don't, I don't really overthink it, but I definitely do. I liked the way you worded that. I do watch my energy consumption Mm. and and manage it in some ways, particularly with my exercise and and drinking with friends on the weekends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which I I try
1: not to do too much of because, as I said, really don't don't enjoy the way it makes me feel.
0: Yeah, and it's so easy to get sucked into like this fast-paced nature of the world, and if that isn't in our mind, and I'm speaking from experience, then. You just end up depleted. And then your body's like, okay, you're not listening. Like you're going to get sick or, you know, you're going to have this or you're going to deal with that because you're not slowing down and you're not listening to the little signals I'm giving you. You know, so
1: I'm not sure if you have, did you ever live here in Melbourne, Alex?
0: Yeah, yeah. I was there for like 26 years.
1: Yeah, I thought so. I thought that's why the office was here. So that's a big reason I actually haven't loved living in Melbourne because I felt like that is you know, very much the culture here um, as opposed to back in Newcastle or even in Sydney where I've lived most of my 20s, you know, your socialising is very much walks on the beach. You know, you might do, go and do a breath work or a yoga session and then have an acai bowl with your friend in the sun in the afternoon or go on the boat or, you know, there's so many outdoor activities that fulfil you, your social needs um, without needing to go out and drink alcohol and eat food that's maybe not going to make you feel so good
0: yeah totally let's uh there's many listeners in Melbourne and I love, love you
1: Melbourne but <laughs> just wasn't for me
0: <laughs> yeah I, I tend to agree with that um I, I used to always say like you'd go to Sydney and you'd hire a car from Melbourne and it's like very like okay cool like yep here's your car Yep, but and then <laughs> you go to Brisbane and they're like oh g'day yeah.
1: oh you must me Alex <laughs> Hey mate. It's so true. <laughs> I really noticed that too. Yeah. Especially in Queensland and and the sunnier, sunnier, smaller towns.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so with regard to like it it sounds like you were, for lack of a better expression, throwing a bunch of shit at the wall and seeing what sticks as you were trying to come out of this yeah. this fatigue kind of space. So it's obviously different for everyone and I'm not trying to give a five-step guide to dealing with, with ongoing fatigue, but I'm curious to hear some of the things that you tried and, and explored during yeah. that
1: journey. Yeah, this is something that I try not to go into too not much detail about as much as I would love to. And that's purely because I'm not, uh, I'm not a health expert. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a naturopath. Hopefully one day I will be, but... <laughs> Fatigue is such a complex issue and, you know, whether it's chronic fatigue, adrenal fatigue, you know, there's so many different fatigue titles Uh, and I do think there are uh, some misdiagnoses in the process. I know there were for me and I know other people, even people that I know uh, have had similar experiences where there was just misdiagnosis after misdiagnosis and so I think you know whilst everyone has the best intention it is a very tricky one to to manage and to to even just to pinpoint you know what what's the cause Uh, for me I always kept the mindset that there was something at the bottom of all of this there was a cause I really wanted to unpick things and and not manage it with with drugs or or things that were just going to keep me going but I wanted to actually know why my body was 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 doing this and I tried so many things, Alex. Like, I started off with uh, lots of diets, and, you know, I, I can't, I honestly can't even remember. There were so many diets. I think Candida was the first thing we were oh, yeah. like, this is Candida. I think, I think some people, many people who would have uh, had gut issues would have been there. So there was a lot right. of gut work and Candida stuff going on early on. One of my stools came back one day with a parasite called blastocystis hominis, which was um, a really tricky one to manage. And that was, you know, many gut protocols later, I finally felt we'd gone top of that. I was missing good, good bacteria. So some of my gut results were coming back with no good bacteria. So there was a lot of gut work going on. Uh, then there was a lot of viral stuff going on that people were picking up on at one point a, a doctor who i've still see to this day he's amazing he said to me oh your epstein bar is actually active right now right. Uh, so you're v- sort of going around like trying to do life with active glandular fever <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um, maybe wasn't presenting in like a sniffly or way where i couldn't couldn't show up but it was just presenting in that that really it's like bone crushing fatigue it's like you just cannot get out of bed uh, I tried uh, Chinese acupuncture. I tried, I won't mention the name, but I tried a drug with a doctor uh, for a little while there. I tried um, hyperbaric oxygen chambers. I tried normal acupuncture, mm. um, massage, Cairo, kinesiology. Like I wish I had actually wrote a list down one day. It's in its in um, my diary at home. I'll have to pull it out and have a read, but it, it just went on and on and on and Xenon therapy. I don't know if anyone knows what that is. Uh,
0: what is that? What is xenon therapy? It
1: was like um, I can't, I can't even explain it. I don't want to go into it because, as I said, I'm not a health expert, <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to be leading people down any wrong paths. But for me, it just wasn't an issue to give up. Mm. And I thought to myself, this is costing me so much money. But what's the alternative? Like just giving up and just laying in bed. Like there were some times there where. My mental health was declining rapidly because I thought this isn't this isn't going to end. This is just my life now. I remember a really hard day for me being when I went to a, a visit a doctor and he said, "You know, I think you, you we might we might need to put you on antidepressants because you're fatigued as a result of depression." Oh. And I remember just thinking to myself in this in that very moment, that is not. That does not feel right with my gut. Mm. You know, I feel like there's some sort of invader in my system here. I feel like my fatigue is not a result of my depression, but my depression is a result of my fatigue. Yeah. So... Yeah that was a really tricky day for me and and that's when I really had to start you know seeking second opinions and and not taking no for an answer and I just kept showing up somehow. There were phases where I wasn't there were phases where I was just in bed like not wanting to you know not wanting to get up but um yeah I had to pay my bills I, I had to I had to get out of bed and and pay the rent and yeah I never I never have had you know huge amounts of financial support like my parents are amazing and they've done so much for me but they're not in a a financial position to be able to pay for my life so yeah it was never an option to give up I just I just kept putting one foot in front of the other somehow
0: I mean that's incredible resilience because going through that sort of experience is so challenging when Mm you've been told by health professionals you're like one thing's wrong and then the other thing's wrong and then something yeah. else is 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 what the actual problem is and then they start contradicting each other you know it's like a fight to to it's like okay like can i follow my intuition here <laughs> because yeah. what i'm being told isn't quite right like it's very hard to go through something like that
1: yeah and i think you know you should never follow your intuition with your health you should always you know speak to a doctor and and i did i would i would i would seek you know, another opinion and sometimes it would contradict the previous one and that's when it started to get really confusing. But I think one of the things I do tell people if anyone ever sort of asked me how I managed it or what they could do if they know someone going through something similar or if they're going through something similar is to keep fighting for the right health expert to, to be in your corner.
0: Mm.
1: And That's something that I did um, and it wasn't easy. I actually did an interview with someone many, many years ago and I had a guy reach out to me saying on social media saying, hey, Tegan, um, I read your story about your fatigue. I wanted to reach out um, with the name of a doctor. um, I know you've seen doctor after doctor. I've been there, blah, blah, blah. He must have had a similar health story to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I would do anything. I would pay for you for your first session with this doctor just to try and get you there um, because I really think he might be able to help. And it actually turned out to be uh, a doctor that was... You know, not not the only part of the puzzle, but a huge part of of my trajectory towards towards better health. So, um, that was pretty amazing. The power of you know speaking out and being brave enough to speak out about what I'd gone through. Um, because as I said before, it's such a it's such a spectrum. It's not like it's not easy to to describe when you know people are like oh, so you're better now, you know. And they used to say that to me, and I'd be like, well, I uh, yeah, because I'm not sleeping like 14 hours straight, but I'm still not where I want to be. So yeah, it's it's a really tricky one to for people around you to understand, and that's another hard part
0: of of being unwell is
1: just not you know not feeling like anyone gets it.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially if people haven't gone through something like that. It's like, what do you mean you're sleeping fourteen hours a day?
1: Yeah, although oh, I'm tired too.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh,
1: I don't think you're this tired
0: because
1: <laughs> I I would you know physically not be able to go to to work 9 to 5 like you are. So when you tell me you're tired, it's like no, I would actually be falling asleep at, at my desk if I mm. were you. Mm. Um and I know we all get tired, you know, fatigue, it is fatigue is, is normal in some ways. If we don't sleep enough, then we're going to get tired, but it's it's a different kind of tired. And mm. and it was it was yeah, it was yeah, debilitating is the word I like to use.
0: What is your routine and health what like what are some of your health rituals looking like nowadays now you're out of that and you're kind of like doing some cool stuff.
1: Oh well, you know that one of my most favorite tools in my health. What do I? What should I call it? My
0: let's go with toolbox. In my
1: toolbox, <laughs> I was trying to think of a better word, but <laughs> we'll stick with toolbox. Uh, is my is my infrared sauna. I was doing a lot of detoxing um, and a lot of different detoxes with, you know, my naturopath that were really helping. I'm looking at my heavy metal levels and looking at my viral levels and I really wanted to start flushing things, but you can take all these, you know, supplements and, and if you're not, if your elimination pathways aren't working properly, I think, you know, it's, it's not kind of finishing the job. Well, that's how I felt anyway. Uh, And so For me, I'd never been much of a sweater, so I started using it in Fred's Honor at a local gym, and um, didn't notice much in the beginning. But when I started using it more regularly, I'd never felt better in my life, Uh, and so yeah, I've always banged on to all my friends and family. Anyone that follows me on social media will see it as well. It's it's one of honestly one of my you know my favorite tools to continuing to better my health now as well. Oh, I love my kinesiologist. I am a really big fan of kinesiology. I know it's not for everyone. I still have seen psychologists over the years. You know, it's not that that doesn't resonate resonate with me. That that was really great too. Um, but nowadays, because I'm not feeling so heavy and I don't have something so heavy going on with my health, the the kinesiology sessions, you know, work really well for me. I like that it involves more of your senses. I love the touch, the element of touch, um, laying down on my kinesiologist table and having her put her hands on me and, you know, feel around different muscles and points in the body and, you know, help me breathe. And, you know, she's got the oils in the room. And yeah, it's, it's one of the most incredible experiences and and you know it took me a while to find a really good one but um, that's definitely in the toolbox <laughs> uh, God there's so many I think having a green juice every day is really up there too just a yeah. gr- like a, like an organic Green juice with you know a, a really deep hit of nutrients straight into the bloodstream. I, I just don't think you can beat it.
0: You feel very refreshed after a morning green juice, as for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't beat that feeling.
0: You mentioned kinesiology. Like, what is your favorite part of kinesiology? Because I'm also a big fan, uh, but I know that people tend to get different things from their kinesiology sessions. I'm curious to hear what you particularly like about it.
1: <laughs> because, i like
0: because for me like it's like 40 <laughs> to minutes to explain that I can, like, isn't it <laughs> yeah but i like it's, it's like, like 40 Whoa, do i of... want to
1: take them into the room with me or is it, is it a little too personal
0: i for me it's an emotional thing that's what i like about it because oh, for sure they tap into the body and that you know they can find blockages and things and then i like getting into the emotional aspect because for me as a bloke I don't find there's a lot of other places I can safely or safely for mm. me anyway, get into that kind of experience. Whereas I go and see my kinesiologist and yeah, we, we talk about traumas and all these kind yeah. of things and I love that. So for me, it's a great outlet, but I appreciate yeah. it can be different for others, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I try to explain this to my friends because I've sent a few of them there now and everyone's loved it, even if they were skeptics in the beginning. You know, I've, I've, like really quickly run down this this rabbit hole yeah. of healths like because I needed to whereas you know some of my friends and family are just kind of showing interest now and I think it sort of hits you when you need it you know you're not going to start doing these types of things like seeing a kinesiologist if you if you don't need to but um I love the feeling of getting off the table and feeling a million times lighter and like almost like I can it's almost like my my chest is really light and I can use my heart again. I don't know how to describe it in any other way. But I think because of the things that we go through in life, we tend to like kind of freeze up, you know, we tense our neck, we block we block our heart and all of a sudden, you know, we're not open to receiving or giving love in the way that we're capable of. And when I get off that table, like I've been there this week, so... I'm open hearted if anyone needs some love, <laughs> um, but I just get off the table and I, I go about my day and I'm vibrating so high. I'm, I'm sitting in in such a high emotion and I've really noticed that I start to attract things in. Like, honestly, I walked out of my kinesiology appointment this week and there were two things that had been playing in my mind. They were business things and they were just things that like had been teetering along, but I'm like, when are these going to like be, you know, when are we, when are we going to move forward with this? And um I came out and I had two messages that were not this not the end result, but of like great momentum for both of these things. Like I literally walked out and I was vibrating higher, looking outside and then bang. I'm like, why does this always happen? I don't know how to explain it. But um it's this this I think it's this level of like letting go and, and feeling lighter and not being so tense and fixated on how things should be. And then when when you let go, things just sort of drop in organically.
0: Mm. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Just like you just drop into that parasympathetic nervous system, calm, open heart. Mm. Yeah. Everything's actually pretty good. You know.
1: Yeah. You can hear the birds like really loudly, <laughs>
0: right. you
1: know, like there's so many little things that I'm like, wow, I didn't even notice the bird noises when I walked in. Like that's crazy that I can be so wired and so in my head when i when i walk into my appointment and so in my body mm. and so just you know where i where i should be trying to be more often when i walk out
0: how do you maintain that i can't <laughs> more kinesiology yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, Alex, if I had the answer for you. No, I, I mean, you get better. It's like a muscle, right? You train it over and over and over again. Now, you know, I, I, can, I can go longer between my kinesiology appointments depending on, you know, what's going on in my life at the time, depending on my circumstances. But initially, I really struggled with it. I had no idea what she meant when she's like, you need to think about your answer to this problem and we need to resolve this with love. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, you know, you you're feeling really blocked. You you're you're really closed off at the moment. Your heart's closed off. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. In and, and yeah, it does it does take time and practice, but meditation is huge like mm. for for being able to drop out of that fight or flight state that in your head you know state I don't know about you but I am someone who is really good at overthinking things um, I think I think a lot of people are but it's taken me a lot of years to slow that down and to think about things and go hmm that person did this. I could either get in a, have a hissy fit and think, you know, our friendships, they don't like me or whatever. Or I could just sit back and observe that and think, hmm, I'm going to get off that train because I'm not going down that, I'm not going on that path. We don't, we don't really don't want to to know where that train's going. I'm going to sit back and observe these thoughts, process what I'm feeling. And then it's, it's really interesting, you know, what drops in and how I often think, I bet you, you know. They're just going through something at the moment, and that's why they've responded in this way. Or it's really helped me to develop so much, so many more healthy, you know, ways to respond to mm. situations in my life as well. Mm. Mm. And the reason I like to go into this so far is because you know, we sort of broadly said we would speak about you know my health and and whatnot on this podcast, and this is you know this is half the this is half of it in yep. my eyes anyway. Yeah, your emotional health is 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 everything. Like I I remember watching a video when I was deep down the rabbit hole of, you know, reading journal articles about chronic fatigue and trying to do my own research because I just felt like I wasn't getting anywhere. So I thought I'll take it into my own hands. I remember coming across an interview with a lady who said, you know, I was just so not in the right place in my life. I was in the wrong job. I was in the wrong relationship. I was living in the wrong state. Like I, I wasn't aligned with the weather, with what I was, my diet, you know, everything was off. And I started slowly developing the skill of using my intuition and meditating and, you know, getting some help in guiding myself to a healthier mindset. And once I'd approached these things in my life and started, you know, being more aligned, my my chronic fatigue went. Mm. So I've never forgot that interview. I, I, yeah, I was like, wow, you know, maybe some people's is just emotional. I know for me, there were some physical uh, things that were off. And, you know, even in my bloods in the end, there were some things off. But for some people, maybe it's just emotional. Mm. Who knows?
0: Yeah. I mean, if we could just sit on that for silence <laughs> so people could think of, uh, on that. No, totally. You know, I had Ines Agal, who is a great, I don't even know how to describe what she does. She's like, she does clairvoyant work, but she's all about like understanding that our, our emotions affect our body, right? And certain blockages and things will relate to certain physical parts of our body. Mm. I also had a neurologist on Nick Moss and he says that for the brain, it doesn't know the difference between an emotional trauma and a physical trauma. It's just the trauma, Mm-hmm. Now, some of it manifests in our physical body, you know, maybe our hip is bung because we haven't made that major life decision that we probably could have, mm-hmm. you know, and then other things are mental and our brain doesn't know the difference. And that's why when these emotional things come up, if we don't deal with them and we fucking stuff them down, you know, like I'm not dealing with that it's going to come back up maybe in a day maybe in a week maybe in a year mm. and if we don't address it then yeah. over time these things manifest in the physical body
1: yeah. you know and
0: there's entire books on like what each part of the body is related to yeah. and i find that fascinating because there's so much resistance to you know it, it's meditation right like even just the other day i said to someone i was like oh well you know if meditating on that for maybe 10 minutes would could really help you know and here I am preaching again so no wonder you told me to get stuffed but there is there's so much
1: I've given up on telling people to meditate I I just wait till they come to me now what's the saying about the when the when the teachers wanted they'll show up or something
0: yeah yeah and in that moment I was just like because that's something I've been doing more recently where if something comes up and it's like I'm feeling all this negative thing about I'll actually take myself out of the space and I'll go and sit with my eyes closed and just feel it for as long as yeah. I can and just experience it and it'll it'll disappear or it'll change mm. or like this thought will drop in and I'm like, oh, right, yeah. You know, maybe it's compassion, understanding where they're at, you know, whatever it might be. And it's so powerful and yet there is so much resistance to the idea of just sitting and meditating. Mm. Yet, as you said, like it's half the work here.
1: Mm, mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I did some recent work with my kinesiologist uh, over the last few, maybe the last year on really going back and, and sitting in that meditative state and, and, you know, being intentional with my meditations and thinking about the things that were really getting to me mm-hmm. uh, and then going to that place and then letting the emotions drop in. So if I'm, you know, really stressing about a problem with, you know, a friend, for example, mm-hmm. Uh, that's been really getting me down and I've been really unsure how to approach it and it's making me feel these feelings and I'm like well I don't have time for this I'm just gonna have to work so I've just got to push this out of the way and suppress it because I really can't deal with these emotions right now as you said like you do that you can only do that so many times before you know you 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 explode or before you know you 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 have a mental breakdown I don't know (laughs) Um, but we're really good at doing that you know including Mm. myself we're really good at going you know I'm too busy for this you know I've got important more important things to do than deal with this emotion right now and pushing it to the side Uh, so often what I'll do with with my kinesiologist is go to those places and really think about those things that are triggering me drop into how I'm feeling and then just sit there with it and Sometimes I've struggled to do it on my own at home, which I'm, I'm really starting to try and learn to do. Mm. Uh, but you have to let that emotion pass through you and then it's gone. You know, you often find that you're not, you've got no charged emotion to that circumstance anymore. It's it's amazing.
0: Mm. Mm. So to someone who is perhaps listening and, and resisting that that idea, what would you suggest to do to start? The know, idea like, of
1: sitting with he, the emotion?
0: Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like, is it? Feeling negative and go and sit in silence for ten minutes. Like,
1: yeah, I think you know the first step is you need to learn how to get into a proper meditative state. Like, mm. I think you know lots of people say I meditate, but do you meditate? Like, I thought I meditated too until I'd properly dropped in one day and I was like, oh wow, that's that's what that's what it's supposed to feel like. Mm. Um, you know, and you can do that through. You can go so far through guided meditation, but for me, I. I actually had a Vedic meditation teacher do a, a I think I did one or two sessions with him. He's from Ascending Minds. His name is Jeff, and he was incredible. We did like a full little ceremony and he gave me a mantra. And that time the day I sat next to him and meditated was the day that I thought, wow, this is this is proper meditation right here. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, maybe seeking, you know, seeking an expert's help to really help you try and meditate. Um, because when I now you know, as I said, I'm going through something and I need to let the feeling process through. I need to sit in my own space and be alone and I need to face it. You know, I need to drop into that state, which is, you know, how do you even describe it? It's, it's, you're almost, you, know, you feel like you're on another planet. Like, I don't, I don't know, to, <laughs> I don't know how to, how to properly put it into words when you're mm. really like proper meditating. Mm. Uh, and then you, you know, you still, cause you can still think really clearly, right? Mm. Like, you can still go, this is what my intentions are. You can still, you can still use your mind properly. It's not like you're, you're out of it or anything. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, then then going to that place, thinking about what you're going through, thinking about the person, visualizing the person that's making you feel angry or upset, seeing them, touching mm. them, you know, you know, visualizing yourself, touching them, mm. and then feeling the emotion that comes up around what they've put you through or what you're going mm. through with them at that time and just sitting with it. You know, sometimes I'll get tears in my eyes or, you know, sometimes I'll really be like, this is coming out, you know, this is coming out, like... <laughs> And then, you know, yes, yeah, sitting with it as long as you can until until it passes through you. And you will get to a point where you just think, oh, okay, I'm feeling pretty good to stop now and then mm. go back to my day. But you do really need to set aside the time, right? Like you can't just give yourself five minutes in the middle of your day, like you need to let yourself feel it and you need to give yourself as much time as you need to be feeling it depending on, you know, how much it's affecting you.
0: Yeah, you can't be on a timer like, okay, I've got four minutes to deal with this emotion.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe write the afternoon off. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, hey, maybe some of us do need to write the afternoon off to move through some stuff, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. Feel better I, think, I
1: think for someone like you and I are so proactive with it, like we probably could sit aside an hour, you know, because we're not dealing with, we're dealing with new stuff not not really old stuff hopefully I'm still I'm sure there's still some old stuff but yeah you know I do feel like I'm quite a light person nowadays like I'll often have people say you've got a really good aura and I'm like yeah it didn't come for free <laughs> 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 like if I was still you know carrying a lot of the stuff that you know stem right back from my childhood I, I don't know if people would be saying that to me
0: yeah yeah it's like I, I worked for this aura baby
1: yeah, <laughs> I love it.
0: Um, so let's shift gears a bit. Uh, you hosted a TV show last year.
1: I did um, my so, dream
0: job. Yeah, tell me a bit more about natural living and and what it's about.
1: Yeah, so this is a really funny one. I'll, I'll, I'll quickly touch on the story because I really feel like I attracted this opportunity. In. Yeah, totally. It's a great um,
0: manifestation story. Yeah,
1: absolutely. it is. It is. I um. I actually sat down after doing a little course and and they touched on the law of attraction in this course, which I started becoming really fascinated about. And a part of the course is that we had to get really clear in our intentions and what we wanted in our career. And I think I've always been like good at setting goals, but maybe they've been a little bit vague. Mm. Um, And this particular teacher, she made me go deep on it. She said, all right, you're saying you want to be a host on TV. What what does that mean? Like, what does that look like? How how long for? What are you doing? What's the genre? And I really started to think, wow, you know, maybe I'm not getting clear on it because I don't believe I'm worthy of it. Like, maybe I just think, oh, I'll take any hosting job because then I can maybe one day, like. Move across into the genre that I'm passionate about, right? Like we we think we just are so good at you know dimming down our goals because we don't think we're worthy of something bigger. And I I was like, all right, stuff it. I'd love to say another word there, but stuff it. <laughs> I'm gonna. This is what I want. I want my own health show, right? I don't want to be sitting on a couch discussing topics like, hey, I'll, I'm open to that too. But like the the end one here, the end goal, like the the number one is my own show where I have. Creative control to cover health topics in the way that I wished that I had had access to in my mm. early twenties or when I was going through my health stuff. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I got the phone call maybe two and a half, three years after first setting that goal and writing, physically writing it down, saying I want my own health show. I want to be the you know the the sole host, and I want it to be in the wellness category. Got the phone call from my agent. Um, hey, there's this show. It's you know it's already all concepted out. They had a host, but it hasn't worked out. Um, and they they want to they want interview you. They want to meet you. Um, and pretty quickly after that, it, it had been confirmed. And what was really interesting is I, I moved into producing it because the the guys from the production company uh, mainly work across a lot of male dem- demographic shows, like fishing shows and lifestyle shows. So their you know their passion and interest wasn't actually in in the health space, but they knew and they could see that it was you know something we needed to bring to, to TV because. You know, it's, it's where we're headed. People are becoming more conscious and people want, they want this information. So I was able to step into, yeah, a producer role, pretty much produced the whole show alongside um, the head producer at the production company. So it became so much more than just a hosting job, you know, as a talent, they like to call us i um, not yeah. sure if I've got any talent, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> as a talent, they like to just book us as the host and we, we're given this information and we have mm-hmm. to learn about it. It doesn't matter what genre it's in. You've got to become an expert and you might get the script three days before and then you've got to show up and act like you can, you can run the show yeah whereas with this this was cool because I was I was like where do we want to take this and you know working with some of the partners how do we how do you want to present your brand story to to the public like how can we educate them around health and wellness you know so that they walk away feeling inspired after watching the show so yeah natural living with Tegan Martin I manifested it if you want to learn how to manifest watch the secret (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Fuck yeah, baby. I That's like a good that.
1: starting point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I know. And to, to your manifestation point there as well, I like I use this analogy where it's like if you want to manifest something, think of it as if you're telling someone that you need them to go and buy something from the shop. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, if I just say, hey Tegan, can you get me some yogurt? Mm-hmm. Right. You're just going to go to the shop and there's going to be a million options here, right? And you're probably gonna bring back Yo play with some flavor in it. And I'm just like, that's that's not what I want at all. <laughs> now, if I said, if I said, Tegan, can you please go to the shop and grab me um, some Greek yogurt? It's in the third aisle. You go, you walk in, turn left, and then it's in the third aisle on your right. You go to the end, it'll be at the top left, about three meters from the end. It's blue and it's got a white tub. I want 500 mils if you could bring that to me, that'd be great. Now, the, the likelihood there is that you're going to bring home something much closer to what I'm after, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's
0: the exact same thing with manifestation. Like if we just say like, I want more money, it's like, yeah. what does that mean? Mm, right?
1: Mm, five but cents. If, if,
0: yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, <laughs> You um, might
1: find a five cent coin in, in the driveway, but it's probably not what you were thinking.
0: <laughs> exactly. But if we if we get quite specific with it, Mm. Um, that's a really good start. So
1: yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there's a it's a whole other topic that we could go into. Like I've learned so much. I think my first experience in in knowing anything about it was watching The Secret, and I was like, "What is this? What is this stuff?" <laughs> and and then it just evolved from there. And now there are really some really key thought leaders in that space who are mm. teaching it and breaking it down in a way that's really, yeah, really easy to understand. But I think the part that took me the longest to to grasp was that you you know you need to be sitting. In one of those higher vibrating emotions, uh, and they talk about, you know, how you can actually measure um, your emotions and how they vibrate. At a scientific level, in in measurement of I think it's called Hertz or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You'd know more about it than me. I don't know why I'm telling the story, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it took me a long time to grasp that, that you couldn't just kind of wake up in whatever state and be like, I want this, I want this. Visualize it, visualize it. You know, you, you, you're not you're not going to be getting far if you're sitting in a, a grief state of grief or sadness where you're trying to call these things in.
0: Mm, mm, spot on. If people want to find out more about you or contact you or watch shows, where can they find you?
1: Most of my content is, is over at, at tegan.martin and it's T-E-G-A-N. A lot of people spell that wrong. And I do have a website which is, is linked in my bio there as well. Uh, but if you'd like to watch Natural Living with Tegan Martin, uh, you can jump on 7 Plus and, and type it in uh, and it's all there. So first season's there and we'll be working on second season very soon. So uh, keep an eye out and I'll be announcing it on my channels when we launch
0: amazing tegan thank you so much for coming on today it's been incredible
1: thank you alex love chatting to you always
0: if you're enjoying the podcast please leave a review and subscribe to stay up to date with the latest episodes